Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. everyone. How have you been? I know it's been a little bit since I posted. You know, life has been so weird over the last few years. And our vacation was part of the weirdness, right? It was one thing that was planned, oh, well over a year ago. And then at the last minute, all the plans changed and fell through with teaching a class near my daughter's house in Virginia. So it wound up being the best thing that ever happened. Serendipitous, if you will. I had the best time. We had already booked airline tickets to see my daughter and her husband and her three kids. So we did that the first half of the trip. We flew from Detroit into Norfolk, and then spent five days with the family. And we had a hotel this time, just because she had a lot going on and someone living with them for a while. And it turned out to be great. The person has um, moved out now, but it, it was super to have our own place. And we probably will do that in the future. Because it is, it's nice, right? You know, everyone needs some downtime. But what did we do? Well, a lot of walking, which, you know, I haven't done a lot of over the winter. I don't know what's happened over the last couple of years, but the strength in my legs have deteriorated rapidly. I have done rowing and last summer, every spring, I start out with walking and then it gets hot. Well, there's just been a lot of changes in my body and swelling in my legs is now a thing and weakness from sitting all day. So this was an amazing time to get out and walk with the kids. So we went everywhere that was outside and that we could walk. The first day we were there, we went back to the botanical gardens and saw the cherry trees blooming. Oh my goodness. Between the cherry trees and the dogwood and red bud. It was so beautiful. Their bulbs are about finished where she lives. And we were able to go and see how early spring looks. It was so beautiful. It was like technicolor. I've been living in the winter gray, black and white world, really, because in the winter we don't get much sun. It's so white, gray in shades of gray and black. That's really it. And then when the first couple of days when you're somewhere where they have flowers and green grass and trees, um, it was pretty busy. We didn't go to the ocean front this time, but we saw lots of water and 
the trees were getting ready to get their leaves and we toured a friend of theirs garden and oh my goodness it was just wonderful so I was like wow it's like a kid uh, I haven't seen um, flowers in so long and her flower beds are beautiful she has a few plants that I don't think I can grow here and I think one is a Japanese anemone I believe it's called it looks like a poppy maybe it is a poppy I don't know I could have the name wrong but they were purple and the pollen was purple it was so pretty I did put a picture on my Instagram page but I think it went to um, it was in stories Anyway, I was just fascinated by all of the different things, but I did find a few really pretty perennials that were in her garden that she got from her friend that will grow up here. So I'm going to search for that this summer when I am out and about in the garden centers, but they're, they're not open up here yet. It's so cold and rainy and it snowed a couple of days ago and now today is 67 so I went on a little garden tour and I have the first of my plants starting to poke up through the ground now the ground is not quite ready to rake the leaves off the bed that I've left there all winter but I'm seeing a little bit of plants come up like my poppies and sedum and a variety or two of daylily. I always worry that the yuccas are going to die, but they don't underneath all of the snow that gets on top of them. The yuccas survived really well this year. I've had one or two in my border around the house die, but I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna leave them alone for a couple months to see if the roots um, send new foil fol foliage up. So I am super excited about gardening at home, but I digress. Let's go back to the parts of the vacation, right? So I had a day at the botanical gardens and then uh, Sunday afternoon, we went to a friend's house and had uh, a tour of their garden and just a beautiful day. We also went to a place called, I believe, Smithville. I was incorrect. It's called Smithville. Field. The thing about Smithfield is that they have a beautiful park that is near a very large um, museum and home that the home was part of the Smithfield Hams, if you're familiar with that brand. And they have a children's park that's in more what we call a naturalistic park. Like there's a 30-foot slide built in the side of a hill. The kids had a blast. We took the trail, walked, and saw nature, saw birds, saw the wetlands and the trees. We even found some painted rocks. And I picked three of them up and brought two home and gave one to my daughter. Oh my gosh, they're so, so pretty. We had lunch at fast food. We are terrible grandparents and corrupted the children but they were very hungry and it was very busy so it's not like you could find a place to eat but while we were driving by their little museum which we did not have time to go to I just was worn out from the it was probably a mile and a half two miles of walking and I'm very slow that's the one thing I learned I am very very slow I even bought new Merrill hiking shoes which uh, felt great until I took my shoes off and I realized my great toes are bruised 
Um, yeah, not good for diabetic feet. Anyway, I'm going to break them in better. However, we drove by the Smithfield Isle of Wight County Museum. And I saw a sign that's so touristy, right? It says, Smithfield Museum, home of the ham cam and the world's oldest peanut. So I spent a day with the kids laughing so hard, looking at a 120-year-old ham that looks mummified on the ham cam. It's even um, been part of Ripley's, believe it or not. If you uh, find these kind of things uh, hilarious, I'm thinking in 1902 was when the ham was put in the museum. It had been found in the rafters. Uh, oh my gosh, I was just laughing so hard because it reminds me of, you know, some other kitschy places that I've been to. I'm like, you know, the Victorians or Edwardians in 1902, you know, they must have been bored, right? To sit there and go, Hey, let's go to that um, museum that's in Smithfield to go look at the world's oldest ham. You know, Ripley's, believe it or not, has um, certified it. You know, and everybody travels for miles around to come look at this ham that looks like a mummy. It's so old and desiccated, you know, <laughs> but supposedly you can still eat it. And they also have a camera that goes on the world's oldest peanut that's been certified also supposedly by Ripley's, believe it or not, in Guinness, that has a date written on it um, somewhere in the 1890s. So it looks just like a peanut. You know, I'm thinking, you know, was there a price to go see that? I don't know if the county museum has a price because I'm like, you could take a new peanut every year and write the date on it. However, it was certified. So, so anyway, I was laughing hilarious. These things make me laugh because, you know, I am an observer of people and our quirks of <laughs> going to look at an old ham because it's been looked at for years. So we flew back to Detroit and while we were en route to visit the grandkids, we decided that I was feeling good and then I was up to more walking the second half of the trip. So we dr drove from Detroit when we got back to Gettysburg. Now I just want to say the flights were just mildly stressful. Um, leaving Detroit, my husband's birthday was not correct on the ticket. And my birthday got put on both tickets for some reason. So that was a bit of a deal to get through security. And on the way back, um, it was the first day of school in the area down there, spring break. So the plane was jam-packed. The airport was the fullest I've ever seen that regional airport filled with people, wall to wall people on a small regional plane. It was a bit of a disaster. Of We were late. Now, it was our direct flight. We didn't have to make any connections, so we didn't lose any. But there was a lot of stress amongst the passengers because a lot of connecting flights weren't made and all that. And it was so small. That plane was very uncomfortable. So I don't know. We may, it was only like two hours of a flight. If I do anything longer than that in the future, we may decide to upgrade to business class because that was a miserable two hours. So we got to Gettysburg and I'm going to say, I love history. 
If you love history, you'll love Gettysburg. We went to the Gettysburg battlefield multiple times during the five days we were there, five, six days. Um, we went different times a day. We did the self-guided audio, audio was downloaded from the National Park Service so onto your phone and they had good Wi-Fi. And so we did the self-guided auto tour, which is great. It was much, much better than I remember the last time. It was very well done. They even had links to YouTube videos that you could watch while you were sitting at the very place they were talking about and see what they were talking about because the video would point it out. So I have to say I really enjoyed that. So we were at Gettysburg 20 years ago when our kids were small and of course they didn't enjoy it as much <laughs> as we did but they still had a good time. And I have to say the upgrade to the Welcome Visitor Center was fantastic. They have a theater now, so you can sit in and watch a very well done movie about the battle that happened at Gettysburg during the Civil War. And then Lincoln um, did make the Gettysburg Address. So it talked all the way through the Civil War period and you could get a good idea of the political climate, what happened, the battle itself, as well as all the way through to the Gettysburg Address. It's very moving. Um, and so then we, we enjoyed the monuments and we toured and we walked and it was great. One of the days we also went to another battlefield that isn't that far away and from Gettysburg to Antietam is about an hour's drive because you have to go through very mountainous roads. And that was um, an interesting thing to get to Gettysburg. GPS took us on very rural mountainous roads. There are a couple main highways from Detroit to Gettysburg and we took that trip home because our truck on a hairpin turn <laughs> in the Smoky Mountains, um, the steering got real stiff. And we, we really, that was a little bit of a stressful moment getting into Gettysburg from Detroit and then going from Gettysburg to Antietam. We had to go through another beautiful, very, very rural road through some mountains absolutely beautiful, totally worth the trip. And then we did the same thing. Antietam has their visitor center is being reconstructed. So there's a temporary building, but you're able to do the same thing. Um, download the self-guided audio auto tour with audio and video. It was fantastic. We had an absolutely wonderful day. One of the other days we took a trip to York, Pennsylvania from Gettysburg. Again, another about 45 minutes to an hour to get to. And we went to York Barbell and we bought some weightlifting equipment for our gym, as well as went to their little um, museum and hall of fame for strength and weightlifting, which I like watching strongman events. Uh, maybe you didn't know that about me, but I am really a fan of it and we watch YouTube videos and we watched the Arnold um, last, I want to say that's the beginning of March on YouTube. Lots of fun. Follow a lot of the strongmen on YouTube. So if you're a fan of strength sports, um, York, we, we were there. I wouldn't make a special trip just to go to that museum because, you know, it's a small little museum as part of their distribution center. 
and they have a retail outlet. But if you're in the neighborhood, I thought it was worth the stop. And we had a wonderful afternoon. We went to a historic home in Gettysburg that morning. So that's another place um, full of history. It was the only civilian who was killed during the battle, and her name was Jenny Wade. So we found her grave also in the cemetery just down the road. Now, Gettysburg is supposedly a hot spot for paranormal activity. So while in Gettysburg, we did a ghost tour. Now, I think of it as a different way of hearing the history of the homes in the historic downtown area. Some people were dressed in historic garb. Our guide was a different company and was not, but there was a great way to hear what the homes were doing at the Civil War to the present. And of course, then they talked about some of the ghost activity. Of course, we never saw or heard anything like that. But Gettysburg is just has a magic of its own. It is so old. It's very walkable. And while you're there, you know, we were tourists and we did a ghost tour. Love the food. They have great shopping and some unique stores. We ate at the Gary Owen Irish Pub a couple of times. It was phenomenal food, fantastic service. Get a reservation. So I can tell you is when you are post-pandemic, I guess is where we're at now, um, you might want to make sure that you have reservations if you're going to places that are known for tourism. So we ate there and we ate at a El Salvadorian restaurant called Blessings. So if you've been to Gettysburg, um, let me know some of the places that you like to eat because I'm sure we'll be going back again. We had so much fun. It was a great long weekend place to go. And if you're like us, we spent five or six days midweek and we left on Saturday and then drove home. So the excitement of the drive home was the steering got worse and we lost our muffler <laughs> about an hour from home. So the truck did have to go to the shop and it got fixed. And then my car started doing the exact same thing. So we both have a Ford vehicle. My car is very old. Um, so I'm thinking the snow has something to do with parts rusting out on the steering column or something. So anyway, we're not driving my car too far and it's going in the shop next week. And then we'll have two functional vehicles. Um, so with that got us thinking that my car is 13 years old and um, we're going to get it fixed. But I think maybe in the next few months, we're going to get me a different car. So we've been having fun dreaming about what kind of car we would like to get. I like having a car that's a little bit off the ground a little bit. So I drive a Ford Flex and I think we may replace it with a newer model Ford Flex. They're ugly cars, but on the inside they're big. And I like the option of having three rows of seats because you can put the third row down, have a lot of room for buying groceries and things like that. They drive in the snow pretty good. Um, I don't have an all wheel drive. I just have a front wheel drive one. So some people may have issue with that. And we then we have a truck. My husband drives a truck. So I think I want to get that. Or if things were like in a perfect world and I could get whatever I want. We rented a Honda Pilot in Virginia when we were visiting the kids. That's a beautiful vehicle. We don't have a place that repairs Hondas 
um, like a Honda dealership. I think the nearest one is 70 miles and they're more money. So I don't know. We're just going to dream and look. Um, I even looked at Cadillac Escalades because, you know, why not when you're dreaming? And we're looking online. I I think um, we're going to do an online car purchase. Several of my friends have done it and it's been pretty seamless. And I think we may be doing that. So car shopping it used to be something I absolutely hated to do. I hated going to the dealership. I hated everything about the process because it just takes up a lot of time and I don't sit very well and listen to lots of talking very <laughs> so this is a whole new experience 2022 have you bought a car online um did you what website did you use i'd love to hear about it and what was your experience what kind of things should i look for so we avoid any pitfalls of purchasing i'm looking at vroom and carvana so let me know if if you've bought a car online so then that brings us back home it was a week at work it was a nice slow week at work. I feel like I'm fully rested. Got the house in order this weekend. It's Sunday, the 24th of April, and I can't believe May is around the corner. Yesterday, I did walk around the garden and my yard. It was in the 60s today. It's rainy, cloudy, but I'm telling you, a couple days ago, it did snow. Um... I'm expecting that we're about done with that. Spring is around the corner. We should have leaves budding out soon. And we are just in the holding pattern of waiting for the transition from late winter to spring. I'm not going to do a whole lot of different things in my garden this year. Just keep updating what I have and buy some new pieces for the fairy garden. And maybe move some things around, thin some things out. But that is not going to be a huge project at all this summer. So what I did this weekend is I started some of my spring cleaning. So in the home, in housekeeping and organizing, I decided I need to get a move on. <laughs> we have a big, um, it's not trash pickup, but it's like um extra pickup in the spring where you can put non-garbage items out. That's part of what we, a service that we buy for living in the city. And I've been going through things, went through my pantry, threw out 10-year-old spices. I've gone through this winter and did the same thing with canned goods. So over the next couple of weeks, I want to go through some of the things in my craft room and I really do have a couple of boxes I want to go through in closets and in things that are in my storage and just start putting some of that stuff to go out for the pickup. Spring cleaning. Yeah, first of all is decluttering and getting rid of the things we don't need anymore. And then I have a couple of things a week that I'm doing for actual cleaning so I did go through this weekend and I took furniture polish and I cleaned the fronts of all of my wooden cabinets, the cupboards and base cabinets in my kitchen. You know, they didn't look too bad. I was really surprised because I had to have a new dishwasher installed right before we left. And, you know, and the workman had a little bit of trouble getting it hooked up. So I clean, you know, the floor needed to be cleaned a little bit. And I polished all the cabinets up 
and it, they really weren't too bad. I was surprised. It really, once you get a routine going of housekeeping, and I use Fly Lady, Fly Lady as an inspiration, it really does help. Now, I've kind of tweaked her method down to doing routines every day for cleaning the kitchen and the bathroom. And then I do a power hour on Saturday and a power hour on Sunday of doing the extra deep cleaning. I used to do it all on Saturday, but I'm older now and I don't like being rushed and I get it done in two one hour segments. Plus during that time I do the cleaning and try to go through things, paperwork and decluttering. So it's spring. So we're going through making sure all of the cabinets are decluttered. Closets downstairs have been decluttered. And now what I'm working on is going through my children's stuff that they have left. My daughter is in her early 30s and my son is in his second half of his 20s. And they have not lived at home in a long time. Been given permission by both of them to start going through some things. And I can, if I get over my mom guilt and the letting go part of some of the sentimental things that I've hung on that they have no interest in. The things that they have interest in, I'm keeping. But it's just time. It is time. I've gone through closets and clothes before, but I need to go through it again and then start going through boxes of things that have been stored. Those are the hardest parts. But once I do that, then I can shift some of my storage around and make some rooms feel less full because I have a lot of things that I want to keep that I can't get rid of yet. And a lot of them are old dishes, things that were glassware that were grandmother, great-grandmothers, great-great-grandmothers, but I can't put them all out on display at once but I do want to keep them. And I have some of those things in the basement. There's a, what we call a bomb shelter down there. It's not, it's a, someone built a home office in there a long time ago. That will be the last bastion of places to go through. And I'm really motivated to do this because we got really talking this weekend. We are not going to live in this house forever. And if I start now working on these things slowly decluttering, downsizing, and letting go, then when the time comes to move from this house and possibly move away from this area, I'll be ready. And it won't be a rush and it won't be so painful and I won't make mistakes of throwing things away that I should keep, which I have done before. So I feel it's time and I'm ready mentally ready <laughs> to start a big downsizing. And we may not be downsizing in house size, but at the same time, in the next five years or so, we'll be probably moving from this area and be retired five to seven years. That's my goal. Maybe 10 at the most, but I don't know that we'll go a whole 10 years before we move. So I want to start doing it now and get ready. It's time to just start. I feel the need. The house is full of stuff we don't need. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I'm doing. Following my routine, one at a time, 15 minutes at a time, 
maybe a half hour. If you can do an hour a week and not, I'm not doing it all on the weekends either, because then that gets difficult because we're coming up on the busy season for weekends to be filled. But it's kind of, you know, if you've ever read Swedish Death Cleaning, I've done that book. It's great. And that's exactly what they're talking about. I want to get rid of stuff so my kids don't have to. And they aren't left with all of this stuff. But I am keeping my daughter's Beanie Babies. I'm definitely doing that. And I'm keeping my son's Legos and Bionicles. But it's the every paper. There's some some boxes that are just nothing of papers and old assignments, things like that. So enough of that topic. I'm approaching it like Swedish death cleaning and I'm doing it a little at a time over a long prolonged period of time. So what have I been doing on the creative front? A lot of thinking. That's what I've been doing. While I was on vacation, I crocheted one granny square. More of not a shell traditional granny square, but of a more of a solid granny square. And I made it big enough because I saw somebody make a teddy bear shawl out of it or a shrug. And so what I did is I kept crocheting it to the size I wanted. It was probably eight to 10 inches. And then when I got home, I found a teddy bear pin. It was an old pin from a Boyd's Bear collection that I still have in one of my closets. But there's a, a resin pin of one of the bears wearing a floppy hat and roses. And I took the corners on the bottom up to about the three quarters point. And I wrapped the arms, you know, went through those wraps. And then um, about a quarter of the way inch down, I took the pin and I pinned it through there and the two bottom corners. And it made like a little collar. If you want to see more of this, I did post a picture on our creative souls instagram or the facebook group of my creative corner three of a picture of my bear wearing her new little sweater but i think i really want to sew a little dress and a hat with flowers on it for her so that's going to be like a fun little process but where i'm at now is i did the little shrug is really what it looks like. It's a little sweater. I also found a cute little pattern for a knit cardigan for a bear. So I'm going to try that next in the future. It's it's just been something that's been on my mind for a long time and I haven't been able to get some traction going on the project. And I pressed a quilt top and back to be loaded and I haven't got it loaded yet. Hopefully tomorrow. But this week, I've been doing a lot of thinking and talking with some friends. And one of them is Kristen of Simple Handmade Every Day. But it's just telling her the thought of spending a lot of money to upgrade the frame I have on my long arm. Because the one I have is getting old. I just don't know if I want to do a lot of long arming for people outside of my circle of friends and family. So I officially don't have any cards at the quilt shop and I told them I'm not taking in more long arming. I am so far behind on the long arming that I have. And after this vacation and after the pandemic, I've just really 
decided I need to take better care of myself. And there's only so many hours a day. I can't keep working 12 hour days between my eight hours of my job and then another two to four hours a day in my weekends of long arming. I just, you just come to a point where you can't do it anymore. So long arming for other people has officially been announced at the quilt shop. And I'm letting you guys know here too, that I'm just long arming for my friends and family. And that made a big relief. It's more of a mental thing than an actual thing. I haven't taken on tons and tons of quilts since the pandemic, but I don't want to take on any more. So I'm just doing some non-deadline jobs for friends and family. I've also decided not to do any big commitment quilts like blocks of the month. I'm not doing any projects for magazines this year, maybe in the future, but not now. I'm not doing designing um, patterns to be published in magazines or anything. The pressure is so hard and I just need less pressure and take care of the house and take care of me and my health. I'm doing fine, but you know, I got to exercise and I put that on the back burner. I got to get my diet plan in order. That's coming along. So I, I did that and I'm working on solely things on my creative corner three, this podcast that I'm genuinely like interested and drawn to doing. And right now piecing is not one. So I've put all my piecing projects on hold. Um, I'm not into doing the triple Irish chain right now. And I'm not into the dear Jane and the dear Jane has, it's a passion project I want to do, but I hate what the last few blocks have turned out like. They may not even go in the quilt and I may just do my version of it. Not as many blocks. So We'll see. I'm just very discouraged with that particular project right now because I don't have the skill set to do it. And nothing I've tried has worked out. So it's in time out. And I'll get it back out when I'm ready. This is not the time. So I will work on sewing projects when the spirit moves me, but I have a stack of quilts to long arm and I am in the long arming mode, which generally happens in the summer and the winter seems to be more of the piecing mode. At least it's been that way over the last couple of years. And I finished long arming a quilt for a friend of mine who made a quilt for her sick family member. And I think I talked about that on the last podcast. It was a blue that looked like denim. And then she used some flannel clothing from people, even deceased people and their family. And the back was all improv. And it turned out beautiful. I did swirls around the, the stars, an eight-pointed star in the center. And then I did a wreath of feathers around the outside of the star. And it turned out beautifully. Um the thread I used matched the blue of the, the denim blue of the background. And I really liked that particular look. I have, um, the next one I'm putting on is got some Petoskey stone fabric flying geese, 
which is a gray color, and orange, which is one of my other friends from the quilt group that I used to go to. They're now meeting during the day because they're all retired, and I'm sad because I can't go. But I'm still friends with all of the ladies there, and I'm doing that quilt will be loaded on tomorrow. So those are the two quilts that I am going to be long arming. And when I get caught up on them, I will be doing the stack of my quilts. I have about five or six to do, and I still have five or six to bind. I may be putting binding on here before it gets too hot in the summer. Now for the Our Creative Souls segment, um, which is where my sister and I um, are collectively talking and sharing and cheering each other on. She is getting her yard ready. So she has just been working on her loom knitting. What I have planned on this week, um, I want to say the last podcast I did is I made two tiny journals and no, it wasn't last podcast because I posted it on Instagram on April 3rd. There we go. So what I did is I have fallen in love with a lady that I know from TikTok. And it's my vintage journal. Her name is Kat. I know her through Highland Games. She does a lot of what's called junk journaling, scrappy journaling, um, which is kind of... Uh, improv really and you put pockets and use great papers and you upcycle and recycle really cool pages and vintage papers and sheet music and old books that are falling apart but the pages are still good so I was inspired by her to make two tiny little journals and I have craft text paper which feels like leather. They call it a vegan leather, but you can sew it. And I have sewn projects with that. And I took watercolor paper and I cut it down to size. I still have a couple things from my scrapbooking days when I scrapbook photos and I rounded the corners and I glued down some burlap and other um, bits and bobs that I had left over from projects like ribbon. And I made two very small because I'm into miniatures, you know, books out of green um, their journal so I am put my watercolor stickers from my original watercolor pictures um, yeah I, I turned them into stickers and put those on each page of the one that's three and a half inches and it's great so now I'm writing affirmations on the rest of the page and the tiny one I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that one it's only about two inches square so I've been inspired by her TikTok and she also has some things on Instagram and I'm entered a giveaway. Hopefully I'll get some things in a giveaway. Maybe I can just practice and feel how this project craft could be because you can really upcycle a lot of things that you already have laying around the house. Even old books, you could upcycle the cover is the cover for your new journal. So I'm pretty excited about that. And bookbinding has really captured my interest, but I haven't done anything with that yet. So let's see. I think that's the only um, thing for our creative souls, except for I have a string of jade beads that were dyed. And I bought them a couple years ago because I was going to make a a bracelet. And while I was at Gettysburg, I bought a beautiful 
Connemara marble bracelet that's on a stretchy elastic for my large wrist. And that inspired me to use the beads I already have at home. And then I went through my jewelry box and I found three sets of beads with tiger eye, rose quartz, and another green, possibly jade stone. Now those three bracelets are a little too small for me. And I thought, you know, between all of those beads, I could restring them into bracelets that fit me and the jade beads. And then I went through some buttons and beads that I have bought over the years and didn't use. And I found some silver spacers. So I'm going to work on that this afternoon. And hopefully I'll have a couple of new bracelets to go with the green Katamara marble bracelet that I bought at the Irish shop in Gettysburg. I also love soap, so I had to buy some soaps from the um, tie-dye shop that had soaps and crystals and rocks. And then I did buy a box of little crystals, um, all different colors, you know, it was like seven bucks. So I have that in my purse because I just love having little rocks with me. Um, sometimes they're a nice thing to have when you're worried and you can just touch the rocks and they're literal touch stones. And I've been making um, like little routines to go with each one just as a physical reminder to deep breathe and to help relax and stay calm. I get anxious from time to time and that's gotten older, worse as I've gotten older and that's kind of like something I've been really working on recently. Hence this whole thing of slowing down and taking care of myself. So those are the only projects I've worked on recently. I haven't done anything with my cricket, but I did watch something that was phenomenal with NerdForge, who is big into bookbinding. So what she did is she took her Harry Potter covers off of her Harry Potter books and she made like these beautiful leather covered covers over top of her hardback books and re-glued them and she has book binding things like a press you know a book press and I thought I could do something like that on a small scale with my Cricut and she formed the leather over some balsa wood underneath and, a, and then she I think debossed um, a pattern inside and gold leafed it and oh my goodness and stained it. You should go watch it. Nerd Forge and she wrote, did I ruin my Harry Potter books? I think is the <laughs> title and I'm like, oh my goodness, that is such a great idea. I would love to do that with some books that I have that I love or just to practice and then I could do that to make my own journals. And I know a Hobby Lobby carries leather, but we also have a store in Michigan called Tandy Leather that you can order from or go to the store in Grand Rapids, which I have done. They have all kinds of things for making anything out of leather. So, well, that brings us to think about everything that I have been doing. I will do some show notes. I'm going to continue to blog Saturday morning coffee once a week on Saturday. And um, what I'm going to do is probably do about every two weeks on the podcast with this thought of 
slowing down a little bit and a couple videos a month if I can come up with some good content for the YouTube channel as well as TikTok and just really start talking about all of the things that are interesting me and really trying to expand upon um, explaining why it appeals to me and how it really helps me with my mental health and sends me down these rabbit holes of learning about the history of the process and all of the details of learning, even if I don't go on a big scale. So I want to get into learning about bookbinding and its history. And I want to take a class on it. And the lady's YouTube channel, NerdForge, she has a bookbinding class. I hope to do that over the course of the summer to see if it's something that would interest me on a big scale or a small scale. Um, I looked at a couple of projects and my husband seemed to be pretty interested in it too that maybe he could help me with um, some of it. Um, anybody do bookbinding? Let me know. And if you've taken a class online, let me know who you took the class from. I would love to learn about it. And I really like to learn the history of each craft and how it started and the materials that were used and go from there. So I think it's mostly a mental change for me about doing the podcast twice a month again and really expanding on all of the things that I've been learning about the crafts and just talking about the benefits of doing the things I'm doing. Long arming, why I enjoy it so much is that it really brings me to a space of where my brain is free from all of the thoughts and the worries and the work of the world. I can look at people's tops and be inspired by their work and free motion quilting. It just is a freeing experience where I can get lost in time and quilt until my body says I have to stop. I can listen to music or I can be listening to nothing and just be in the space of my mind is flowing with ideas of how I could work on this project. When I find I can get to that type of a space while I'm working, it's extremely relaxing and extremely satisfying for somebody who has a creative mind. And it's also part of living what my dream is, the creative life. The creative life is just doing things that you find interesting and trying them out. It doesn't mean to me that I have to live a creative life, meaning that that's my profession. I have to be creative where I work in nursing and healthcare. But this is a balance to that out-of-the-box thinking that I have to have on my feet at work all the time. And I find it necessary. I have been a creative person my whole life. And while I have more time and I'm not constantly trying to fill every moment with being productive, which is something I kind of got sucked into over the last 10 years or so, there's a lot of reasons why I felt I had to be productive. It was like I couldn't let one moment of time slip away from me. Um, is that 
when you are being productive, you don't have time to be creative. And so it's a very delicate balance that you have to have. So I'm finding I need to be more creative and it gives me more time to pursue other creative things like playing piano and I'm going to tune my violin up and practice some scales and find some of my old books that I have for playing musical instruments because I have a few here at the house that I can play. So that's where I think the balance of that type of creativity makes me happy. I feel calm and relaxed and it's the great balance to the rushing around productivity that we have to do in our work lives. So that's why I find making things so, so good for me in my mental health. And it's almost, um, a lot of creative people will say it's almost a spiritual, soulful experience. So that is why I'm doing the podcast. That's why I blog. And that's why I do the videos. So if those are things that interest you, definitely you've come to the right place. And I will continue to talk about my journey and a little bit of housekeeping, decluttering, my adventure in gardening, because I consider myself a novice gardener. And I just throw things in the ground and hope that it will work out with my mind's eye of what will happen. But it's nature and it does its thing. And I'm also talking about a life of an empty nester and reclaiming what it is I want to do and where I want to go. Looking at retirement, not all that far away. So that's a whole new journey in its own. Anyway, that is the podcast for this week. I do have a Kofi account. So if you'd like to support the podcast by purchasing me a virtual cup of coffee, you can do that through Kofi itself, or you can find it on the show notes, which is at the blog, mycreativecorner3.com. And all the donations that are made through purchasing me a virtual cup of coffee, I do buy virtual cups of coffee and tea, but the rest of it goes to the cost of having a podcast and a website. Uh, occasionally I'll have sponsors who want me to talk about some of their products. And these are sponsors that I really believe in their product and their service or the beauty of the products that they offer. And I just want to thank also my local quilt shop, Delphine. I told her this weekend about not taking business cards in and she has been the most supportive person of the podcast and my quilt journey for as long as she has had that shop, which has been a long time. And I just want to say she has a great online store. And if you enjoy local quilt shops um, and you're in the area, she has a great selection. It's in Gaylord and it's delphinesquiltshop.com. If you want to look at, the, she has a really wonderful selection of fabrics, notions, books, magazines, and they do some classes too. So have a wonderful week. I'll be back in two weeks and quilt on everyone and take some time each day to be creative. <laughs>